Greetings, glorious beings. I'm Paulette, your host of Thriving in Chaos, the podcast. I'm thrilled to introduce you to sparkling examples of inspiring, powerful, wise, and trailblazing women. I've curated experts in their fields to help us all listen, learn, and grow towards all the possibilities of living your best life. As a certified divorce coach, I regularly witness a range of deep emotions. What those emotions have taught me is all we really need to support our sisters is to share our knowledge and loving kindness. Please subscribe and thank you for sharing the love by tuning in. Now let's thrive in the chaos. Welcome to Thriving in Chaos. I'm your host, Paulette, and today on March 24th, 2020, Holly Hayes joins me. I met Holly on the beach in Belize. Yes, I said that. We met on the beach in Belize. And she stumbled upon my aerial yoga classes at Science and Soul Wellness, where Steve, my husband, and I ran a 2,600-square-foot aerial yoga studio uh, retreat center and spa at a Curio Collection Hilton Hotel. I know that's a mouthful, but the idea that we both lived there for a few years and really became such a part of a strong, vibrant expat community that we both love still dearly. Reach out and shout out to all of our friends out there in Belize. We love you. We send you our love. Now Holly resides in Steamboat Springs, Colorado, but she's originally from Tyler, Texas, y'all. So listen up. You're going to love her (laughs) accent. And uh, every now and then you're going to hear a little bit of my Bostonian, you know, get something from the Sela accent. So, but we are (laughs) like soul sisters. And when you come from around the world and you live in Central America and you really become a part of such a vibrant community, but we just, you know, feel this incredible passion for helping women. We um, are very much in aligned with helping women begin to really feel inspired and empowered to live their best, most authentic life in every way and shape and form. Yes. So welcome to Thriving in Chaos, Holly. Thank you, Paulette. It's fabulous to be here. Awesome. (laughs) Thanks, honey. I've been wanting to get you on the show for so long now, but, you know, things have been a little bit of a shitstorm lately with, you know, being like, are we, are we home? Are we not home? Are we traveling? Are we not traveling? Exactly. Can I touch someone? Can I touch myself? Like, like, (laughs) what isn't legal? Like, how many times should I sanitize my, my, my life, my glasses? We've been changing in our bed and like, not to be a little bit alarmist, just trying to be careful and cautious and, you know, respectful, right. socially respectful and making sure that we stay healthy and that everybody out there is staying healthy. Holly and I are big proponents for wellness and living in a sense of um, just being aware of yes. what's what's really in alignment with what does that mean but a little bit of right. your history so you grew up in tyler texas you now I reside did. in steamboat springs colorado with your dad up the street and two of your five children but your history of being a 30-year home builder and designer it really has shaped you now in, in that solidity of having an, um, a brick and mortar business, like literally a brick and mortar yes. business, which you called Shagalicious, which I love, which like, how cool is that? <laughs> I, I want to go right into Austin Powers mode, just seeing that. Right. And then down in Belize, you had a design business called Blue Water Collection. And now you have shifted into this aging gracefully e-commerce community of women wrapped up in just that, women aging gracefully. Most of the women in your tribe are between 40 and 65 because, I mean, and I'm your tribe because I'm 55. (laughs) So um, I really love the idea. In fact, I have called my business Navigating 
you know, gracefully divorcing or gracefully navigating the journey wisely mm-hmm. because divorce and I'm divorced, you're divorced, you know, like who the frick isn't divorced, right? Like right. I, I always think when I meet somebody that's not divorced, I need to like, I don't know, test their DNA <laughs> and see like, are you okay? Is there something right. wrong with you? Like, no, like I honor and respect and revere marriage. Like, listen, I got remarried. Like, <laughs> I never thought I would do that. So yes. but now kind of shifting into this, like your journey and how you are able to empower and really educate women. So can you share a little bit about, you know, I know I've given you an introduction and you're a fascinating woman and your energy is oh, infectious. Thanks. Like, tell, me, tell us a little bit about your journey and, and why, why so many women struggle with aging gracefully. Well, Paula, it's interesting because, you know, I love the definition of, of graceful. You know, people think about this and the typical dictionary term that, that we all know just means, you know, to have, you know, grace, to show grace or elegance or, you know, being tasteful and refined, sophisticated, all of those those good words, you know, respectful and dignified. I mean, when you think about those words um, individually, the each and of themselves, they're amazing. But when you think of a person that embodies those qualities, and you know, like I know too, that we all strive for it. Um, it's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. I mean, honestly, as in society, when we think of people, we think of people like Grace Kelly. We might think of Audrey Hepburn. We might think of Mother Teresa. Um, but you know, on a personal level, Paulette, I to answer your question uh, is, you know, for me, my definition of aging gracefully would be summed up in one word, and that would be my mother. And uh, I lost my mother. Uh, she had a 25-year hell of a, a breast cancer battle, and uh, she was diagnosed at 36 when I was a freshman in high school and went through every step of that with her. I lost her at age 60 in 2004. And so, you know, after her death, the older I got, the more, literally, Paulette, I just learned to let go. You know, the more I let God, the more I didn't try to push a square peg in a round hole, uh, which so many of us try to do for so many years and then wonder what's wrong. Um, Basically, the more I forgave myself and the more I forgave others, you know, the more I take time to just be and, and we take time to be, you know, you know, Paulette, we weren't made to be human doings. I mean, honestly, we were made to be human beings. Mm -hmm. So I think to do this with grace, each passing year is really to be present. And for so many years, I've looked backwards. I mean, I've always been a very optimistic person and I had a love for life, but I think there just comes a time when you just realize, uh, girl, you got to let go of things that don't serve you anymore. And, and, and it's okay to do that. I think we get so hung up on it's not okay to let things go, but it is okay to let yourself off the hook, you know? So for me, honestly, graceful is about literally the ability to let go and live your best life every day in that day. Mm. You know, graceful is for sure about the inside beauty. And in return, as we age and things that start becoming significantly different (laughs) with our bodies, with our minds, you know, on the outside, physically, we start to see another, you know, entire aspect of our beauty come alive. And for me, it's just, it's just been a beautiful thing. So, yeah, I mean, you know, and, and to answer your question too, about, I think so many women struggle because, you know, I'm 53 and I, I just, you said a while ago, we just moved into this. I think I'm more or less slid into it. (laughs) I just one day it was like, what the hell is happening? Right. But honestly, I feel it's because, you know, people, women struggle with this because our society puts such an emphasis on outward appearance. I mean, face it, Paula, this is a billion dollar a year industry. Mm-hmm. And it's an industry we, we all have bought into it, you know, at one time or another. And, um, you know, too, because we can't, we can't let go of those past failures. So I feel this is such a big one because beyond the billion dollar industry, you know, the, this one has to do with the inside and it has to do with your mind and your heart. 
because by the time, you know, we've gotten to this age, I mean, Paulette, you know this, we all have stories, sister, you know, mm -hmm. and we all have things that have happened to us. All of us do. So life does not escape one of us. I mean, divorce doesn't ex usually escape one of us. Uh, and sometimes we try to hang on to those uh, earlier moments in life when, you know, maybe we should have turned right when we actually turn left, you know, but somehow, you know, if we don't face that fact and, and, and tell ourselves that those turns are okay, that those turns, you know, cannot be changed, you know, and someday you may see the reason for those turns. You know, I, I love, I love this. God always finds a way for those turns to turn them into good for us if we let him. So, you know, what the enemy uses to hurt us sometimes, God uses, you know, to prosper us. And I feel, I just feel that some women are still believing lies from the enemy about their true worth mm -hmm. and even about past experiences that they can't change. You know, when the enemy comes in to condemn you and remind you of your mistakes, which he does so often, um, that's not from God. You know, God speaks to us in love tones, lifting us up and not in accusations. So, um, you know, Paulette, God convicts us cleanly without crushing words or shame. That's his nature. Love is at his very nature. So when you realize that voice in your head that's just saying one thing or another, it becomes easy to distinguish who the accuser is. So mm. I think that's why women really have a hard time with that. Mm. Yeah, what do you it's, think on that? It's interesting that you bring up God, you know, because I'm finding that more and more women are reaching or walking the path towards spirituality. Mm -hmm. It mm -hmm. isn't just a sense of, okay, I go to church every Sunday, you know? Or, oh, yeah. I think yeah. our society's learning mm -hmm. that the church in the four walls is not Jesus. I mean, I, 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 went to my church on the internet this Sunday at, you know, my time, 1030, and there it was live. So we're understanding that it's not about going to the four walls. Right. And in, in that sense of feeling more of a sense of being in a community where, whereas now that's being redefined, like what is really, what is a community? The community used to be that, you know, you got in your car and you drove to church Wherever, yes. wherever that address was and you walked in the door and then you, you felt a sense of connection based on sitting in the pew and listening to the sermon or, you know, whatever, whatever religion you, you come from, whether it be Christian, Catholic, Buddhism, Jewish, you know, Muslim, whatever, like religion per se. But now everything's being redefined, right? So now um, the shift is like, yeah. listen, I'm home by myself or with my family or really like a lot of people are home alone now if they're not married or right. in a relationship or right. they're really by themselves, particularly women that are newly divorced or they're divorced and not in a relationship and they're single and they yes. find themselves home alone and they can't go to church or their bingo groups or their wine parties or because, well, we right. know what's going on. So now it, everything's really being redefined as to a sense of the spirit and the soul and really knowing that community with one, being one with God, like think of Absolutely. the universe. It's like uni, you and I, which means, you know, mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. one, it means one to unify and versus the voice, like the verse. So it's the voice of being together in one and now um, everything is being redefined. I think spirituality and is playing a much deeper role in women's lives as they do age gracefully. Yes, I do too, for sure. So could you share your struggles that brought you to a place of knowing you desired change in your life? Like what was it that woke you up and was like getting, you know, was there a moment in time where you felt like you got struck by lightning and, and you was like this yeah. inner calling or inner knowingness <laughs> of like, if I don't change something, blank's yes. going to happen. Like, what was that? Oh time? yeah. That uh, there was definitely a light lightning bolt. I mean, I think it was more like, um, an earthquake, but <laughs> you know, it, it's funny, Paulette, because you know, as I was stating earlier, my mom was diagnosed at age 36 and mm -hmm. I walked daily through that battle with her and, and for years. And it taught me honestly to never take anything for granted. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I, I'd lost a best friend in high school in a tragic car accident. And right after that was right after leaving her birthday party. 
and it was a it was a devastating thing but there was nothing more devastating than holding my mom in my arms as she took her last breath um, mm -hmm. my mom was my best friend she was my ride or die girl she always believed in me and at the same time i was going through a major divorce mm -hmm. um, you know not that any of them as you know paulette are minor they're all, you know they're all major because you but, know. Oh, but Holly, to have those two collide, those two. I, absolutely. Um, I, the loss of your mom and the loss yep. of your marriage simultaneously, that's a big deal. Well, and it wasn't just a loss of that because the weight of those two deaths, and they both were deaths. I looked at both of them as deaths. It was, it was almost Paulette more than I could bear. I mean, I, I mean, at the time, you have to think about when women go through this and all the things they're losing because they're losing their home, their family connect. You know, at the time, I was living in what should have been my dream home, um, 17,000 square feet of it, you know, that I designed and built. I'd raised my family in it, um, you know, but the last year before my mother's death and a few years leading up to that, things had become very surreal for me in my marriage. And all of a sudden, the big house, it became a burden. It became like a prison. And there are a few standout reasons, you know, for that, Paulette, but I always want to be respectful to my ex and our, you know, our children, of course. So I, I say things with all sincerity to anyone that's listening to this, that one, there is no home, or should I say house, there is no car, there's no vacation, there's no amount of money in your bank account that can replace or take the place of your peace. You see, I, I had literally lost my joy and I, I was desperately, I was desperately, desperately trying to get it back. And sometimes we think things in the world can satisfy that, that those things can make us happy. Guys, we're sadly mistaken. I was sadly mistaken. So, you know, I grew up in a Christian home. We weren't rich. We weren't, we weren't poor. We were, you know, the middle class. My father was um, a pastor. I grew up in church and I knew how to find joy and peace. So for me, I knew something was drastically wrong. You know, I, uh, I started chasing the corporate ladder and the social ladder. And when my youngest son started school, I did every, you know, I did very well by catching both of them and living the, the big dream lifestyle, guys. Somehow in the midst of that lifestyle, though, Paulette, I, I lost me. I faded away. I was terribly unhappy. And so I was desperately trying to find me. You know, my identity was in, you know, had been in my husband and his practice. Um, he was a pediatric dentist. Um, it had been in my career. It had been a mother and raising my five children, dealing with, you know, major blended family issues. Um, you know, Paulette, exes aren't always nice. Nice. <laughs> uh, speaking of, you know, my husband's ex and honestly to the outside world, I had everything that the world says that I needed to be happy, but I had nothing really that the father said I, I needed to be happy. Mm -hmm. So as the passing of my mother, I closed two major chapters in my life. I moved out. I moved to the country, y'all. I bought 26 acres with a stocked fishing lake. I went back to my country girl roots. I um, had a couple of horses, which I'd always adored riding as a, as a young girl. Um, I took the two-story house barn, uh, barn that had no floor on it on the property. I turned it into a bed and breakfast for pastors and their wives to stay in and kind of rejuvenate. Uh, they came from all over the world to stay on the property. Um, it was called the Grace Place. And uh, I, I built a praise and worship center for the youth kids in the area that had no place to go. Uh, every weekend, we would have bonfires in the field, and I would host about 200 kids, Paulette, and we would just literally worship and sing together. It was an incredible time, and I slowly, I started gaining my joy back. It wasn't easy. I mean, there, trust me, there was a lot of pain involved, a lot of pain, you know, because any time, Paulette, a family breaks up, the kids suffer, you suffer. There's no winners, you know, trust me. There's no winners in this scenario. So it takes a while to regain that and to get your joy back. But no, it does it happen. Does. Yeah, it does. Oh, you, this is fascinating, Holly. I want to take you to that moment where you said to me that peace was missing. Yes. Where you felt a sense of emptiness. 
Could you just oh, it was a deep well, trust me. And, you know, I know that had I had his credit card to swipe and give me that piece, and that was possible that I would have had it. But it, it was one of those moments where you think that money and things like that can buy that kind of piece. And it just can't. That comes from you and you alone. And you can't get it from a credit card. You can't get it from a spouse. You can't get it from your children. You, it, it is something that comes so deep within you. And when you lose that, it's like your whole world has shifted. You, you desperately, because we're creatures that we, we're made to have joy. We're made to have peace. And when we compromise that, girl, we've compromised our whole of who we are. And um, that was a huge moment for me because I knew that this big house wasn't going to do it. I knew I was going to have to make a huge shift. And I so, can relate to everything you said. I didn't live in a 17,000 square house. I lived in a 12. Well, you didn't have seven bathrooms to clean then. <laughs> no, well, I, I did. I actually lived in a 12,000 square foot house. Well, there you it, go. Had, it had six bathrooms, but the point is it, it felt exactly like you just described it. You said yes. it became a burden and it felt like a prison. Yes. Um, remember standing at the end of the driveway because um it was a rural route we didn't have a mailbox delivered right to the door but it was you know a rather mm -hmm. long driveway so i'd pull in and i'd run across the street and get the mail mm -hmm. and the talking head song came on once in a lifetime yes and i forget that guy's name but what's that guy's name that sings um this Dave is, Burns. yeah, this is not my beautiful house. This yes, is not my exactly. beautiful wife. <laughs> and the days go on. Macho, deep voice. This isn't my beautiful house. I right. can't bastardize that. Sorry. This isn't my beautiful yes. life. How did I get <laughs> not here? not my beautiful life. And <laughs> the days go by. And right. the water runs. That's the yes. song, yes. Yeah. So that song was, you know, I like to listen to the music in my car loud. So I left the car, opened the door, the music was blaring, went to get the mail. And just as I opened the mailbox, that song came on. And I turned around and looked yes. at the beautiful house. And I'm thinking, mm -hmm. oh, I guess I'm the beautiful wife and the beautiful life. And, and how did I get here? And I couldn't answer the question. I felt so disconnected. I felt like a bird in a gilded cage. I felt imprisoned and burdened by everything. And the yes. tears were streaming down my face. Hysterically, I got in the car and just cried until that song ended and then had to compose myself to walk in the house to meet the three kids and, you know, the husband and, and the day and thinking, what have I done? Oh, you froze. Oh, are you there? Yeah, you froze too. Yeah, yeah you, you froze too. I just didn't say right. anything. I can, I can edit it. So, okay. so yeah, that was my moment for me. And, and so it sounds like you had a similar moment. I did. I had many similar moments um, of pulling in that, <clears throat> excuse me, of pulling in that driveway. And, you know, I mean, this is a home, you know, Paula, that I created. This was right. my dream home. And I... In prison. Oh, it just felt like, absolutely like I, I would pull in the driveway and, and it was almost like I could hear just, um, you know, and I don't want to freak anybody out here, but I, it's almost like I could hear just demonic things. And I, I would go in and try to turn on my praise and worship music and just try to my best to get in the, that, you know, that, that positive vibe. Um, but then again, there were some things going on in the house that, you know, uh, probably should have been, shouldn't have been going on. And, um, that, you know, led up to that. I, you know, I, I raised five teenagers and, you know, I was very young when we got together, I was 23 and he was 34 and he had three children that were two, four and six. And, and, uh, I had one, uh, from a previous marriage and then we had one together. So when all of these kids, you know, 13 years later are in their teenage years, um, there's a lot going on. There's a lot going on with blended families. There's just a lot to deal with. And uh, yeah, I mean, I just went away. 
and it, and a lot of it was probably self-preservation, you know, but there were, there were times I just was like, you know, and for my personality, it's hard for me to check out because I'm a nurturer. So I'm a huge nurturer by nature, you know, and, uh, um, so that, that was hard for me. If I wasn't present all the time, that was tough. Mm. So it was tough, tough time. Very tough. It is a tough time. Just as you said, there's no winners really. There's no, you know, Definitely not. Oh, it's so annoying when I work with a, and I'm not annoying. Maybe that's a harsh word. It, troubling when I hear a client or a potential client come to me and say, well, you know, I just want to win. And this could be the man. It does, it's, you know, sometimes it, it could be. Yeah, both. this may become so definitely not about who wins. <laughs> and all that. So, you know, what advice would you give to somebody listening that feels stuck in a situation where they feel like it's out of their control, such as a divorce or job or family? You know, looking back at it, if you were to be able to give advice to yourself now mm. at the wise age mm. 53, you know, uh. what, Girl, yes, yes. Well, <clears throat> I have to say that um, some of the biggest lessons I've learned, um, Paulette, is to love myself mm-hmm. and to forgive myself. And, and, you know, again, I'm a huge nurturer by nature, and most women are, you know, so we give and we give and we give. And I had to relearn how to finally give to myself. Honestly, I was so tied up in others' lives and what I could do for them and be for them that I just felt a huge part of me literally had died. I mean, my happy was gone. And the greatest gift I gave myself, honestly, Paulette, was forgiveness. I mean, I've screwed up so many times, trust me. I've been hurt and I have done the hurting. You know, I've had to learn the same stubborn lessons over and over and over, but I learned to give myself literally a break. Um, I learned that I am worthy. You know, I learned that I am going back to, you know, that where the scriptures say, you know, what Jesus says about me, he says, I'm the apple of his eye. You know, I'm the salt of the earth. I'm the head. I'm not the tail. So for me, I learned, you know, what he did for me on the cross when he took away my stupid mistakes and my sins, you know, because he loved me so much. I mean, I've learned that, you know, if I, get hung up on these mistakes and I kept replaying them, then it was like me saying that his sacrifice wasn't good enough for me. And that was a game changer for me. Mm. I mean, I'd always known that, um, I'd always known that, but when you lose yourself sister and you forget how wonderfully you're made, um, he has a perfect plan for you. And sometimes all you can see is your burdens and your mistakes. And your mind just screams negative crap, right? But when you renew your mind and you take time for yourself and, and honestly, Paulette, you date yourself. I mean, I've been single for eight years now, you know, I mean, and yes, I mean, table for one. I mean, it's super hard in the beginning, but the greatest lesson literally I've learned is to believe what God says about me, not what everybody else says about me or what they think about me, you know, and we get so caught up sometimes in what other people think that we can sometimes, you know, start living for them and not ourselves. And there's nothing authentic about that. So your mistakes don't define who you are, you know, and once you learn, I'm telling you, you will soar, you will take chances, you will try new things. I mean, one day you'll wake up and you'll look in the mirror and you'll say, you know, I love you, girl. You're so beautiful. Um, you know, I don't care what age you are. I, I mean, to be able to say that to yourself is one of the greatest gifts you'll ever give yourself. Trust me, it way beats the Louis Vuitton purse or the Jimmy Choo shoes, you know? <laughs> so um, honestly, what I would tell my younger self is a fabulous question, Paula, because again, honestly, (laughs) if I could tell my younger self anything, y'all, it would be that you're going to be okay. No matter what happens, I would tell myself literally to let go of the small things, um, to let go of the big things. I mean, my mom used to say, if it doesn't matter a hundred years from now, it doesn't matter today. And boy, was she right. I mean, Mm -hmm. I would tell myself to ignore other people's opinions and stay true to my own values and not conform to theirs. I would tell myself to forgive myself quicker, to love longer. I would tell myself to not accumulate material wealth to, you know, but my, my goal is, um, lasting things. 
now I'm not saying there's there are bad things Paulette um play y'all don't get me wrong it it all depends on what your motive is and if you're happy or not there's nothing wrong with the big house or the Jimmy Choo shoes it it's it all has to do with you and where your issue lies so you know the same person different ride you know if you get my drift so <laughs> I would I would yeah I'm, I'm, I get your drift <clears throat> yeah. so and honestly, I would, I would advise, you know, I would advise you to give, you know, honestly, to anyone listening that feels stuck in their situation, that feels that, you know, they're out of control with their divorce, their job, their family. Um, my greatest advice from me personally is, is honestly to consider what the word stuck really means, you know, to you, because if you're stuck in a situation where there's abuse, no one should have to endure that. Um, I've been in a relationship like that. I've been held at gunpoint before. It was a horrible situation and there's no reason to feel stuck in a situation like that. Move on, get help. Don't isolate yourself. Um, your greatest resource is prayer. I mean, I know I'm, I'm talking to a lot of women that, you know, you may believe different than I do. But for me personally, you know, prayer is the key that it opens and unlocks um, the door to change into a different mindset. And then believe, believe that your situation is temporary. And if you feel stuck in your job, you know, then by all means, boo, <laughs> get a new one. I mean, I think life is way too short to live doing something you're not passionate about, you know? And I don't think you're ever too old to reinvent yourself. I've reinvented myself multiple times. You know, like Paulette said, I was a home builder in a man's world. I've been a designer for 30 years. I've traveled to a foreign country. I've opened it up, up businesses. And, you know, heck, last year I got my real estate license just for the heck of it. So learn to grow. Don't get stuck. And above all, if you feel stuck in any situation, seek support again. You know, I want to reiterate not to stay in isolation because we've all been there and we've all been stuck. So, you know, share, reach out, gain wisdom, grow and continue. Whatever you do, move forward. Mm -hmm. You know, my granddaddy used to say, God can't move a stop car, you know, so keep moving. He was right. Mm -hmm. um, so get help, get help, seek help. Seek help. Speaking, yes. speaking from the speaking in Paulette's language there, you know, yeah. and again, I'm going to re reiterate ladies, do not stay in isolation, reach out, get support. Um, yeah. 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 Holly, you make such a good point. There are so many, um, opportunities to reach out and get support that we really don't think of when we're at a crossroads in our life where we feel like, gee, mm -hmm. um, I am alone. I feel isolated. I feel unheard, unappreciated. I feel, you know, my value yes. isn't there. I don't, I'm, I don't know what to do. And mm -hmm. I, I didn't plan very well. And as soon as you own that, that feeling and you share those yes. words and you're able to communicate your fears and your, your overwhelm and your frustration, it's like the weight of the world is lifted off of you, this cloud of impending doom and yes. heaviness that lifts on your heart and your shoulders just lifts right off of you because you've, you've, you've bared your heart and you've shared mm -hmm. your soul and you've been able to voice your fears and, and magically they lose their heaviness. So yes, absolutely, be able to be a little bit more vulnerable. And once you kind of, um, you know, work your courage muscles, you know, it's like kind of lifting right. those one pound weights at the gym and you're like, oh, I can lift a one pound weight. And then the next day you're lifting three pound weights and then five. And, you know, maybe you never lift, you know, 500, but at least you're able to, to get stronger because courage is a muscle. You do need to. That's right. That's right. And, and, you know, when you go through a divorce and you know, this too, Paulette, we feel shame. We feel like we have let people down. We feel, you know, um, it, that's a hard situation. And I want you ladies to know that we've all been there. We've all made mistakes. There's nothing you've done that, you know, that, that cannot be worked through. So that's the first step into realizing that you are not in this boat alone, that whatever you're going through, we've all been through. Mm -hmm. So that's what keeps people in isolation because they feel like, 
they can't tell anybody about what happened. And please don't get into that situation because that's where the enemy just replays your mistakes over and over and over in your head. And, and you can't get past that. So the first thing is to talk about it and seek help. Mm-hmm. Just like what Paulette's saying, that's so important to do. So I want to shift a little bit from this concept of like, there is no shame, you know, and being able to you and I, and how passionate we are about helping women. And so what do you got brewing on in your business? Tell us a little bit more about how aging gracefully was born, why you, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> conceived it, got pregnant and bored, <laughs> business, right? Because that's what a business is. It's a lot like a that's pregnancy. Right. You have to... Mm-hmm. You know, that wild, wicked night of passion where the, the egg and the sperm meet and you're That's like right. the business and then, and then you're pregnant and you're thinking, oh God, this is so much work and what am I That's doing? Right. I feel nauseous, but I'm starving and I'm tired. It's birthing a business is just like actually birthing a baby. Yes, it Finally, is. You know, you go into labor and you're Yes, like, I feel like I'm dilated to about an eight right now. <laughs> And now it's time to like, wow. Yes. You know, you know, it's one of those deals when you're pregnant, like you're, you, you are, it's not either you or you're not, you are. And, and there is that day coming, you know, and, and as mothers, when, you know, we say, oh, the pain is so bad, but when that baby is born and you hold it in your arms, it's like all that pain just vanishes. It's like, ah, this is, this is awesome. Look at this cute little thing, <laughs> you know, but, um, so, so Paulette, it's so exciting right now because, um, my new business, um, we just talked about, you know, reinventing yourself ladies and boy, did I, you know, um, Paulette and I, you know, like she said, we met in Belize and I had, um, actually opened up a real estate and a design firm in that country. And I'd actually done something I never said I would do, which was build a restaurant. And, I got the call right after the restaurant was built in Belize that my father, um, who is 78, he's a 9-11 guy, and he was suffering his eighth round of chemo and radiation due to 9-11. And um, I knew I had to come home. I knew there was no way I could not uh, be home for him. And so I um, literally sold the restaurant uh, within 10 days and uh, flew back home. Um, took me two years, guys, in the country of Belize to get all the permits, the paperwork, thousands of dollars. But it, I decided to do two years. That's it. Only two. <laughs> We're laughing because that is a pretty quick turnaround, isn't it, for a permit? Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> so I literally um, moved back. Um, my dad was in Texas. And so I had kept my home in Steamboat Springs, Colorado, which is, by the way, uh, ladies, where I picked up and moved after my mother's death and my divorce. Um, and I sold the farm after that and, and moved to uh, Colorado. And I've been here every, ever since. So um, my heart's always, it's always been for women over the years. You know, I've led many women's conferences early in my life. And I've had such a passion for hurting women because I was one you know, and when God healed my heart, I just wanted to help others heal too. So, you know, Paulette, it's so funny because when we all think we're, you know, we're not going to get old. I remember when my mom and dad were 40 and I thought, God, you're ancient, you know, and then I hit 40 and I thought, "Mm, this is not ancient at all, what I was thinking. And then I hit 50 and I was like, what, what? So I started having these like uh, burning, reoccurring flashes, uh, things that were going on during the day, but mainly at nighttime. Yep, you know those hot flashes. I I like to call them my own private summer. Um, But every time, you know, I remember, and I still remember every night, like throwing the covers off and just saying, there's no way I can do this aging thing gracefully. And literally out of that is what came my newest endeavor. Um, And that is my new podcast, which is called Age Me Gracefully. Uh, We have a website called uh, agemegracefully.com. And it basically, um, this concept consists of a community of women from around 40 to 65 and uh, any age, literally, but really the women that are going through this aging process, because we all process it differently, you know? So, excuse me. So I decided 
to branch out and work with a fabulous company for some natural products and supplements um, that have to do with everything I was dealing with, from not sleeping well at night to the belly bulge around the tummy and going to the gym every day and wondering why it wasn't going away, you know, to the fact that I was having headaches from my beloved red wine in the morning. Uh, so I just decided to do something about it, which has led to having my own label supplement line now under Age Me Gracefully. Uh, we are, like I said, I'm dilated to an eight. We are actually birthing this after a month long process this next week. Um, and the exciting part too is that um, I'm also a consultant for a fabulous wine company called Scout and Cellar. Uh, you guys know this because you guys are a part of this as well. And when I heard there was a company out there that was not only, you know, two years old, but that was, you know, making this fabulous wine all over the world that was clean crafted and had no chemicals, no toxins, no GMOs, and it was all done with biodynamic farming. Girl, I was blown away. I mean, I knew I had to be part of it, just like you guys. Um, I love that the wine is delivered, you know, in a few days to my doorstep. Um, so, you know, it's, it's funny, Paulette, with everything going on in the world today, it's a great feeling to be our own boss and to work from home with things that we're really passionate about. So um, that's why I say, ladies, you're never too old to reinvent yourself. I mean, share your passion, you know? I mean, just share what you're going through. Um, what is it that, that you wake up in the morning and go, oh, this is so great. You know, because so many people, you know, they get in this rut. And I honestly think what's happening in the world today is this is the time to not look at the negative. This is the time to say, you know what? God has kind of put us on a breather and a pause from our consumerism because we all know that the U.S. is, is consumer-based, and I think it's just a time for us to just reel in what that passion is and what you love, and, and you know, you're at home, you're maybe bored, start thinking about, you know, what is it? Dream, dream big. So that's where Age Me Gracefully came in, and for me, um, it's a brand new e-commerce online store. And I, trust me, Paulette, this was the biggest learning curve because, you know, I'm not Asian and I'm not young. And I say that with all due respect to the Asians because they've got this internet thing down, but I'm white and 53. And <laughs> my learning curve for the YouTube channel and for podcasting and for all of that was big. But I say stay focused, stay present, show up. Things don't have to be right, Paulette, right? You know that with your own podcast. Just get out there and, and make it happen, you know? It, again, things don't have to be perfect. Don't wait for them to be perfect, ladies. No, I mean, Holly, you know, you make a great point. I have a little um, mantra myself that done is better than perfect. Yes. If you wait for everything to be perfect. Yep. You'll be dead. <laughs> dead. Yes. So and you if you, yes. And if you get the privilege, and ladies, trust me, it, it, it is a privilege to age. And, and if you look at it that way, I mean, my mother didn't get that chance. And my mother was so full of life. And, and she would have loved to have been here to, today with me to see all this. So I, I view aging as not... Um, this billion dollar industry um, with the wrinkles all over our face. I view it as an honor and a privilege that we get to do that so many of us don't get to do. Mm. Beautifully spoken. So how can people learn more about you? How can women work with you, learn about you, follow you? Like we, um, you know, I share, I digress a tad here, Holly, that sh uh, Holly and I are we, we, you know, we're, we, I don't know, we had a great time in Texas of all places for us to reunite in Houston about, uh, you know, it was yes. the first week in so January, fun. was it? The last, what we, no, it was the last week in January. We went to a, a wonderful, fun, fabulous event with my husband and myself and Linda Beach and yourself and, um, um, another wonderful friend of ours, Pam, and yes, fabulous. just felt, and, you know, shout out to Joanne and, um, and Natasha and other people that really are wellness pioneers. Um, 
we are all in alignment with doing what's best for the planet, our bodies, our mind, our spirit, our soul. Absolutely. When we are eating foods and drinking wine or anything that is genetically modified and laden with chemicals and is processed and is filled with sugar and mm -hmm. chemicals. And I was so angry when I learned the crap that is in yes. wine. I was too. And food and supplements too. Yes. Most of them are just crap. Yes. And that's just a nice pretty word of say, bad, bad. It's a nice word of saying bad words. But, you know, the, to find out that there's like mega purple and food coloring and egg oh. whites and, you know. Oh, yeah. Ferrocyanide, um, copper sulfate, all I mean, kinds of synthetic pesticides. I get, I get just going angry. on. Yeah. And um, then, of course, we did that traveling. We did a lot of traveling in 2019. Good thing it was in 2020, um, where we, Steve and I, are wine um, winery addicts. We love to yes. stop and check out the winery and walk around in the vineyards and absolutely. Them. In half the time, we'd wake up in the in the next day with this rainy hormone. Yep. But I also was getting inflammation at my thigh. Yes, and yep. I was getting like a rash on my face, mm -hmm. puffy, and I would get a rash in my arms and kind of break out into this weird like, "What the heck is this?" So exactly. I, I immediately thought it was the sulfites, but come to find out, it's more the sugar and the chemicals and the additives. And I was angry. Yep. Yep. So when I learned, shout out to Taylor Wells, my, my soul sister up from Rhode Island, because Taylor and I are both yoga teachers and we have yoga schools and Taylor owned five yoga studios and organic raw vegan restaurant um, way back in the day. And she lived in Newton and I had a business in Newton and that's really not how we met each other. We ended up meeting in Nantucket of all places. But I was opening the case to the dry farm wine that Steve and I were, were members to. But we, it was bland and it was tasteless yes. and it was watery and it was expensive. Right? And I, <laughs> I didn't want to spend $30, $40 on a bottle of wine that tasted like watered down grape juice. That's it, what organic wine had tasted like for me. And, you know, so I was like, it was terrible. I was like, there's, there's got to be an answer to this. And uh, I was so grateful that, you know, Sarah Shadnick that, that started Scout and Cellar, uh, she's a three-time sommelier, and she had the same, um, you know, headaches start happening with her. And thank goodness that she plunged through this and went to 400 different wineries on foot around the world and really became so knowledgeable about this biodynamic farming that the wine is... I literally am blown away at the taste, the clean. You can taste the cleanness of these grapes. And so I I am so encouraged to continue my wine drinking days as I age <laughs> without the headaches. <laughs> right. And so. also without the the bloated and the rash and the swelling and the you know, I a lot of women say I can't drink wine because I get headaches or I'm mm -hmm. allergic sulfites or you know it just makes me feel better I get brain fog and but um ever since we found this wine in November so it's been December January February it's only been four months yeah and um it's it's really changed my life I'm able to enjoy wine without gaining weight and without having the brain fog and headaches hey man sister <laughs> that has a lot to do with aging gracefully right where you absolutely are, you don't want to um, suffer and not be able to enjoy the things that we enjoy about being passionate about things that that make us happy. And a lot yes. of that has to do with celebrating life and really enjoying that glass of wine at the end of the day when you say, oh, this is delicious. So I'm glad we brought that up. And yes. um, so what else is going on with the supplements? Can you give us a little bit more of information about the supplements and why yeah. 
about them because I find there's two tribes of women out there. The ones that say, well, three, one that say, there's no way I'm spending money on supplements. They're stupid. Number Mm -hmm. two, um, I want to buy them or use them, but, um, it's too complicated and I don't want to have 35 bottles in my bathroom or my cabinet. And then the third one that is like, well, what's the use? I can just get those things in my food. Right. Well, you know, I thought that for years and I am that girl because I've never been a huge supplement taker. I have um, uh, not been a big vitamin taker, but when I started having issues of not being able to sleep well and waking up at two o'clock in the morning and three o'clock or maybe four thirty, and just staring at the ceiling, there were some things that, you know, I talked to my doctor about, but again, I am not a um, pharmaceutical girl at all. Uh, I grew up with a mother that literally never took anything like that. And I, and I, I've, you know, not, I'm not saying I don't take a Motrin or, you know, something if I, if I ever do get a headache, but I, I literally am not an antibiotic girl. And so for me, I had to look for some natural um, remedies. And, you know, Paulette, when you go to the natural grocers or you go to Whole Foods or these places, you just get overwhelmed because you, you, you just look at all these and you're like, I don't even know where to start. So my company started with Number one, most important for me was all natural. And we are rolling out six supplements and they are um, all things that I've had issues with. The first one we're rolling out is immune, immune boost. And that is so awesome for right now and everything we're going through because, you know, it's very important that we keep a powerful immune system. We've just got to do that, you know, for us and for those around us. Um, the next thing is uh, brain focus <laughs> because I was like, uh, what is her name again? You know, and I couldn't, I mean, I, I was so good at memorizing things and names. And then one day, you know, after 50, I just woke up and I'm like, I, I can't remember anything. Um, the other one is um, we're doing a weight loss PM and that is for nighttime. And um, again, all of these are natural, the weight loss PM helps the heart it helps the immune system so it helps with things and in other words you know I was going to the gym every day but I still you know after 50 it was that middle part I couldn't like just shake I couldn't get rid of it so that helps with that the other one I'm doing is called deep sleep and that's of course because I was awake a lot at night and I'm doing a women's libido support hey hey and then I'm doing an anti-wrinkle formula Um, you know, I'm one of those girls that, you know, uh, not to say I haven't, you know, had the needle a time or two, but those were things that, you know, I'm very expressionistic. I tell people this on my podcast all the time. And, and I realized real quick after the needles in my forehead that I could not move my forehead. I couldn't make an expression. I couldn't talk right. So for me, that was kind of a huge, a huge deal. So I understand that people are kind of confused about supplements. I understand that there is this big shift is either you do or you don't. But again, I think I've researched these so much in the last like 10 months that the, the ingredients that are in these are absolutely fabulous. They're natural and fabulous. And I'm super, super, super excited to bring them out on the website, the agemegracefully.com. And, and also these are pairing with the wine. You know, I mean, this is, you know, you're getting your, your body, um, healthy and your, your things that are inputting into your body are healthy. So I think that is a huge start into how your body's going to progress as, as you get older. I agree. Because as soon as you can release, uh, mind that negativity and the, uh, self, of deprivation and anti-forgiveness and hate. Yes. You can really step into loving yourself, forgiving yourself. Yes. It's a beautiful place. It's time to start thinking about what little incremental actions and best steps can I take that are slow and digestible and attainable and the what is in my control? What am I yes. able to change about my life? And anything you put on your skin, in your mouth, 
or in your body is the first place to start. It doesn't end with diet. It doesn't end with, um, you know, the decisions that you make about what you put on and in your body. It starts there. So anybody that's out there feeling like, you know, I can't control my life. Oh, yes, you can. Oh, yes, you can. What you put in your body is in your control. So if you're out there buying that $9.99 wine, the barefoot, you know, they're probably going to <laughs> You know, like, or the flip flop, or whatever, the sea glass, or you know, I'm I'm stereotyping here with all the you know the beach names, but all that you know that crappy wine. And if it's if it looks too good to be true, it is. It's well, and it's funny, Paula, you say that because there's that big article that just came out, and we we ought to link that on this mm-hmm. podcast. That because, you know, for years I've gone to the big wineries. I mean, and there's there's eighty, ninety dollar, hundred dollar, you know, bottles that are listed on this list that have all the junk that the $9 bottle has in it. So that is a huge point. Yes. We don't want to name names and get in trouble, but it, you know, there's a lot of big wineries out there that sell, you know, what we think as good, clean wine, but it's actually poison. And not only that, it's manipulated because in the U.S., we're used to having our wine taste the same. Like if you get a bottle that's your $60 bottle and you love it and, you know, it's always going to taste the same. But we all know that grapes, grapes that grow every season taste different. And that's the beauty of the clean crafted grape versus a manipulative conventional way of farming. That that's huge. So I, I want people to understand that just because it's your favorite and your favorite vineyard, because trust me, I've been a member of some of these top vineyards throughout the world for years, uh, realize that they're doing the same conventional farming that the, the other ones are doing. You know, so so make that distinction is all I'm saying. So unfortunately, yeah. what's happened to the wine industry, I mean, happened to the food industry, has happened to the wine industry. Well, so the wine industry is a seventy billion dollar a year industry, so it's you know. <laughs> yeah, and and what's um, upsetting is that the U.S. government does not uh, mandate a labeling. There's no ingredient labeling required on any wine, so it's not just grapes and sunshine. You know, there's a lot of stuff that they throw in there to, you know, speed up the fermentation and produce more volume, make it more addicting and more sweet and make it more like Holly said. So it's very consistent and it never fluctuates in taste or um, alcohol um, content. And, that isn't nature. Nature is not. <laughs> right. It's not the old world vine. And that's what Scout and Seller has done. And they've taken this back literally to the old world vine. Yeah. And, and they've just left the goodness. And, and I just, I'm so appreciative of this company. I'm so, I, you know, on the podcast, um, I had Melissa Scott on my last podcast that is um, helped help start Scout and Seller. And it's so interesting because, you know, the shift that has taken place is this Scout and Seller is definitely disrupting the wine industry. (laughs) There's no doubt about it because there's never been anything that has happened like this to date with this kind of um, clean wine. This goes, and and I want to tell people, this goes way past organic. So, this is not under necessarily the name organic wine. That's why they have coined the phrase clean crafted wine. Um, so, you know, I've got some organic wine back in the days before I knew about this. And really it's about education, 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 and organic grapes made from organically grown grapes. And I thought, Oh my God, this is fabulous. Well, man, did I get a nasty ass headache? I was yes. So, yes, because organic does not necessarily mean, you know, no pesticides and things like that. That's, that's not, the, you know, the, organic, it's not, yeah, they're not. <laughs> I know. We're, yeah, we're, we don't we're have to get into all that. that. That's a whole nother podcast. <laughs> I know it is. And we're turning it into one. So Holly, thank you so much. I feel like us meeting a few years ago back on that tiny little Caribbean island in the middle of nowhere 
um, you hanging upside down from a, um, a <laughs> in my studio was really going to grow into an incredible bond and sisterhood and collaboration, not only in a platform to inspire and empower and educate women, but to really know that, that there is a safe, wonderful place for women to recreate themselves and heal and transform yes. and to truly become everything they were meant to be, live their life purposefully with joy and happiness. Because I see nothing but that, you know, ooze out of your pores. And that's what I also stand for. So thank you, sister. Mm -hmm. And all of you out in the podcast world, uh, all of our <laughs> friends out there. Um, thank you, everyone. And most importantly, listen to what Holly and I share. But what's really important is that you keep thriving in the chaos. And there's a yes. lot out there. So yes. just keep thriving. Keep reading. One day at a time. One day at a time. All right. Love you, sister. Talk soon. Thank you, Paulette. Bye. All right.